Our scripture comes to us from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. It says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through your, his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and how long and how high and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the, to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I think this is working. Okay. Uh, okay, this is... Oh, there, here we go. Okay. Well, I am your new pastor, congregation. It's a new position that I fill, especially the mission uh, part on pastor communities and mission. And I've been getting oriented figuring out how Community CRC does things, who does them, and um, what we want to see happen in the future. You've called me to focus on the 12 geographic communities that, that we organize, organize ourselves into and, and on the mission of this congregation, especially the local mission. And I, I'm not going to... Oh, here we go. Okay, you can just click. I'm, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to get into the details of all that this morning. That's for other days, other, other occasions, other um, meetings. But today I want to tell you about my deep hope for this congregation. As I step into the role of pastor, communities, and missions here at Community CRC, I've been praying I've been asking God, God, what do these people need? What would you like me to do? And the answer I get isn't in terms of what kind of leadership or what kind of programs, what kind of strategies, what kind of things we need to get going and do. Um, it has to do with what is the highest and best gift that God could give to this congregation and to this and to the city, and to our neighbors, and to the whole world. Click. I know that we, we've been, um, we're just sick and tired of COVID and the changes that it's, it's caused. Stay home. Be safe. Keep your distance. Don't go out. And even if you don't get COVID, you're, you get affected by it, by the malaise that it brings. Um, you know, it, it's, it's tiring us out. It's, it's causing us grief. 
from all the losses that we've had in relationships, not being able to visit, to travel, to hold grandchildren or, or parents in our arms. The depression and the anxiety is real. And the lethargy and the mental fog are real. We need healing. We need comfort. And I know, we'll click again, I know that we are living in times we need spiritual tools to cope in a world that seems to be changing all around us. And there seems to be so much polarization, so much anger, so much increasing violence. Somebody threw rocks at the prime minister this, this week. Can, can you believe it? How can we offer an alternative to all that, one that's grounded in our Christian faith? We'll click. And so I'm drawn to Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 3. The book of Ephesians is my favorite book of the Bible. I'll say that right away. Um, it, I love how it lays out doctrine for the first part, and then it lays out how to live that doctrine in the second part. First comes the doctrine, then comes the ethics. And right in between, right in the middle, between all the doctrine of who you are in Christ and what Christ has done for you and, and understanding who you are, and then between that and now go and walk this way, go that, follow that path, Paul stops and he offers a prayer. And he says this, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Here is Paul's deep hope for his congregation in Ephesus. Here is God's deep hope for every congregation. He prays for strength, for spiritual power, for the inner dwelling of Christ in their hearts, for faith, for profound understanding of love. These are awesome prayers. To, to have these prayers fulfilled in us would, would be a blessing, would unleash a blessing in this world. And Paul wraps up his prayer with this awesome request. We'll click that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Here's the climax of his prayer. Here's the, here's the, the deepest hope he could have, the, the, the highest request for them. May you be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Can you imagine what that means? Can you, can you understand what that could be? I, I have a hard time grasping it, actually. It, it, it sounds so mystical, sounds so unspeakable. After all, God is, is the creator. He's the almighty. He's the supreme being at the, in the, of the entire universe. He's always been in existence. And everything that exists, every galaxy, every planet, every sun, moon, creature, and human was created by God's hands. God is powerful. God is perfect in every way. No flaws. God is a mystery of relationship, power, truth, holiness, and knowledge. We have a hard time speaking of God. And then to pray that this God will fill us and, and we have the fullness of God within us? How does the infinite 
dwell in the finite? How does the divine dwell in the human? We know that Christ, Christ contains the fullness of God and is God himself. But how can we even speak of being filled with all the fullness of God here, now, in us, in my frail mortal being? I like how one Canadian missionary pastor from years past put it. And he said this, being filled with the fullness of God is like a bottle in the ocean. You can take the cork out of the bottle and sink it in the ocean, and you have the bottle completely full of ocean. The bottle is in the ocean, and the ocean is in the bottle. The ocean contains the bottle, but the bottle contains only a little bit of the ocean. So it is with the Christian. You are filled like a bottle in the ocean of God. What an image that brings to us. Click. Uh, soon we're going to be singing the song, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. And I love the last phrase of that song. It hits me every time. We, we sing it, and, and it's this. So we'll click. Lost in wonder, love, and praise. And what puts a smile on my face is a vision. A vision that one day I will be lost in wonder, in love, and in praise, casting down my crown before the throne of God within that great crowd of, of heaven and be lost in that wonder, love, and praise. It speaks to me of something that, what it means to be filled with the, all the fullness of God already here and now. When you are full of what God can give you, you lose yourself. You find yourself filled with wonder. You find yourself filled with love. You find yourself filled with praise. When you're filled with the fullness of God, you sense wonder. You see the world in a different way, charged with God. You see God in, in whatever, wherever he places you. You, you. you see the brightness of his being. You see his signature all over creation. I love hearing from, from Christian scientists. They get to see the wonders of God from from you know, the tiniest thing in the microscope to the largest thing in, in a telescope. And, and they get to see this exquisite design. They get to see the, the beauty that God has built into you know, just the way numbers work and, and the way you know, people work and how, how chemistry works and, and all these, these wonderful things. I love hearing from children who have this amazing capacity for wonder. I love hearing from farmers who speak about the, the land in, in, in ways that are, you know, have a special reverence and the way they steward it and they say, you know, God's given me this land and I have to take care of it. I love hearing from people who are in crisis, who are amazed at a peace that passes all understanding. Where did that come from? I, I wonder how I got that. I, I did not expect that. When you're filled with what God can give you, you get new eyes to see. You wonder. And when you're filled with the fullness of God, you regain your sense of love because God is love. In him, there is no darkness at all. And when he fills you, what do you think he's filling you with? He's filling you with, with the capacity to love. At the center of the universe is a triune community of self-giving love. And when God fills you with his fullness, you learn to love again. 
You learn to give yourself away for love, to sacrifice for love, to live for love. And your heart gains capacity for love that you never thought you had. That love is gracious, it's merciful, and yet it's formidable and protecting. And when you're filled with what God can give you, you get a new heart that is not made of stone, but is made of flesh that learns to love. And when you're filled with the fullness of God, you regain your voice of praise. You, you are meant to worship. You are a worshiping being, whether you know it or not, whether you're 2 or 12 or 22 or, or 52 or 92. You are a worshiping being, and either you're going to worship something else than God, or you're going to worship God. Either you're going to worship something in the creation, or you're going to worship the creator. That which you, fo you focus your heart on, your thoughts, your energy, is the object of your wor worship. And when God fills you, you find your worship is directed to God, to the, properly addressing the true God. And when you're filled with what God can give you, you find a new voice of praise. Lost in wonder, love, and praise. Filled with the fullness of God. Given new eyes to see, new heart to love, a new voice of praise. And you know, there are no conditions for this to happen. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to, you know, be put together. You don't have to have a new suit to, to, to have this happen to you. You don't have to be free from the pandemic. You don't have to be wealthy, put together, successful. The, the Ephesians were living in a time when, when churches were prosecuted, persecuted, when new religions were suspect and, and pushed out, and, and they, you know, they were hurt because of their faith. Paul may have been writing this letter from jail, and he struggled with a thorn in his flesh his whole life. This fullness does not depend on your circumstances, not even your COVID circumstances. Real quick, Jesus once said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. God's purpose for us and his desire for us is that our whole being may be so saturated and charged with an undwelling or indwelling divinity that there's no room in our hearts for more and no sense of want or emptiness. We want to be filled with wonder and love and understanding and peace and joy and blessedness and praise. And that is a deep hope. And I hope it's your deep hope for yourself and for this church. It's, it's from this fullness that we live out the Christian life. It's from this abundance that we help others, that we be a good neighbor, that we contribute to the public good, that we invite others to join us. Come and see what God does for people. Real quick. You know, we know that we worry that the malaise of COVID is going to affect our engagement with our Christian faith, especially our engagement with Sunday worship. Churches, not just this church, but every church, I know it, is worried about how COVID will affect their memberships. They're worried that people will have become so used to not coming to church that they'll get out of the habit and they'll stop coming. And, and yet, there's something that's better than anything that the world can offer that we find here, and it compels us. 
and it, it draws us, and we can do no other than come and receive it. There's a source of living water that nothing can stop. The ancient Christians discovered that persecution couldn't keep them from this. That, that no matter what their circumstances were, they couldn't stop from wondering and loving and praising. And in our times, a pandemic can't keep us from these things. We get this from God. You get this in community with God's holy people. This is where God chooses to fill us. Here at the highest point of, God, of Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, we get a sense of the fullest kind of life there is possible, that we may be filled with the very things that fill God, love, spirit, power, knowledge. That's the goal of Paul's prayer. And if you're wondering, how can I pray for my neighbor? How can I pray for the people around me? Pray Paul's prayer of Ephesians 3. If you're wondering why you should stay engaged with this church, pray Paul's prayer. If you're wondering what's the deep hope of this new pastor for this congregation, look at this prayer. If you're wondering what is God's deep hope for our community, for our neighbors, for our city, it's to be filled with the fullness of God. It's the highest privilege. It's the greatest joy. It's the greatest thing that Paul or any church leader can pray for his church. It's the greatest thing we can long for in our world. And so join with me as we, we hope deeply for this to, to re be realized here at Community CRC. It already has. And God longs to fill us anew. And as we approach the Lord's table, we get a taste of what this full life is. It's in Christ. It's in his deep acceptance of us. It's being part of his story of redemption. It's, it's being part of, of the grace that, that he's given to us. It's, it's being part of, of the unified body that he, he says, you belong here. It's, being, it's, it's part of, of, being, um, the, of being accepted uh, with, and given light and love to show into this world. And we, from this abundance, we will be the people we need to be here in Kitchener. We will have it in us to live into the mission of Christ even now. So as you receive the sacrament, may you be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for the hope that you give to us, that we too can be filled, filled with the things of you, filled with your love, filled with your power, filled with your spirit, filled with the dwelling of Christ. Lord, we, we are filled with wonder at, at what that could mean. We're filled with wonder at the depths and the heights and the breadth of the love of Christ. And Lord, we, we welcome your spirit that moves us to love in new ways, in ways that reflect your love. And Lord, we worship you with all our beings, now and forevermore. And we look forward to that day when we cast our crowns before you. We're lost in wonder, love, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen.